Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go to the hotline and welcome to this show uh, the lovely Lisa Guerrero. Lisa, how are you? Good morning. How are you, Mike? Uh, I'm great. Listen, I have to start out by thanking you for something you're probably not going to remember. Uh, during the, oh, okay. oh, this is good. During the best damn sports show days, I was doing sports radio here in Tampa and I had an unfortunate run in with, uh, a very volatile Randy Moss that made instant national news everywhere. He, he was complaining that there were people in the locker room that weren't credentialed and I asked him about it and it was right after the incident they had and, uh, and he got fired up and he started coming at me and all I did was ask him a question. So I took advantage of, of his heat and his uh, anger, and I just pushed him a little bit, pushed a couple of buttons, you know, and it blew up, and it was instantly on Best Damn Sports Show, and every guy on that show attacked me, including that fat loser John Crook, <laughs> who's in my listening audience, and he's a big, fat baby. Uh, but he, uh, everybody attacked me, and then you chimed in at the end and said, listen, I've been in those situations before, and I know once you've got, once as a reporter, once you've got something that's hot, you've got to go and follow through with it in order to make it. And uh, you were the only one that spoke actual sense, and I thank you for sticking up for me. I totally remember this, Mike. And again, I, you know, I've been now a reporter for over 30 years. It is our job to ask tough questions, especially to multi-million dollar spoiled athletes. Yeah. And I think every single reporter should be asking tough questions of athletes, of superstars, of actors, of politicians, of elected officials, everybody. That's our job. So good for you, Mike. Thank you. And then also, the other thing is, having been in locker rooms for so long, nothing is better than when you, in, in Moneyball, uh, to two scenes, one when you tell David Justice, Okay, but the question I asked you was this. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. answer. But then the best is when you tell that guy, can you back away? You're in my shot. <laughs> I was like, oh, that is just, that is Get so real. Get, Get out of my shot. Get out of my shot. So, so real. So real. Uh, this is uh, Lisa Grow, who has been, I feel like you've been in my in my life the entire time I've been on the radio. And, uh, I, I, you know, anybody that has longevity to me is somebody who did it right. But, I, you know, as you read more about it, you definitely feel like you've had ups and downs. When you look back on it now, do you feel that? I mean, I know that you feel the Monday Night Football was a low point for you, but uh, I think anybody who's worked this long and stayed this relevant is a huge success. Dude, thank you. I think that the, the thing is this. If you're in broadcasting for 30 years, you're going to be fired at least once, probably 10 times. I mean, it, it is not a uh, an occupation for people that really want a lot of job security. Right. You know, if you are taking chances, if you are breaking boundaries, if you are, you know, um, demanding accountability of people, not just people you're interviewing, but, you know, your bosses, executives, um, your colleagues, 
then you are going to, you know, find that you're going to get in trouble at some point. You're going to, you know, rub people the wrong way. In yeah, fact, yeah. I wrote an entire book about it. My, my memoir just came out this year. It's called Warrior, My Path to Being Brave. Warrior because my last name, Guerrero, means warrior in Spanish. But the point of the book was about how all of these challenges and obstacles and real trauma that I faced helped to forge in me a stronger person and a better reporter. And now I'm not afraid of anything. Like, literally nothing scares me. Nobody scares me. I'm not intimidated by anything. But it's because I had to face so much adversity for so long that I developed a really thick skin and also a notion that nobody is above the law, right? Everybody should be held accountable. And so it's really, it's crazy though. dynamic. That's ballsy because you got you're in front of some very important people and you're a woman and especially when you the time when you started, it's not you know there wasn't a lot of women and you're going up against what a lot of these people talk about now. I mean I would bet I would bet and you maybe even talk about it in the book of how many people because you're also very attractive were putting you in in uh, situations sexual situations and probably giving you the opportunity to advance through those routes. You know, I hope your listeners get a chance to, to read Warrior. You could get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever. But because it does, it goes into real detail. And I name names. I oh, do good. not hold back. I'm not, like, alluding to things. I, like, I call people out. And I feel like the reason is, and this is why, you know, getting to Secrets of Playboy, which we'll talk about, it's so important for women to tell the stories about what happened to them, whether it's ugly, whether it's messy, whether it's not popular, it's really important for us to be the narrator of our own life story and not let other people decide, okay, this is what I think about this person without being fully informed about the facts of that person's life. So I felt it was important for me to write a memoir to, to let people know what had happened behind the scenes at Monday Night Football and Best Damn Sports Show, et cetera, and Inside Edition, which is where I work now as an investigative reporter. So, yeah. you know, just all those years on camera led me to just go, okay, I'm just going to write about it and be honest. It's really important to be truthful. That Those make the best books that end up being the best movies and the best uh, situations. If you can go ahead and be ballsy enough to name names, I think that's that's great. Can I ask you one thing before we talk about the Playboy? Are you familiar with the uh, recent situation with the radio host, Don Geronimo, who was just fired for some comments he made about a female reporter? No. Ooh, do tell. What happened? <laughs> It's not as, I, I don't think it's as juicy as it sounds. It's a little disrespectful, but I don't think, they were out at uh, the Redskins, or what are the commander's training camp. Uh, Don is a veteran radio host. He's been doing it successfully for 40 years now, probably longer. And uh, a a blonde, uh, what was she? Was a, she was, I forgot what she was. She was a reporter for a TV station. Yeah, I the think. local, I think she was the uh, sports beat for the local news and she kind of walked by and got their attention and they called her uh they they were trying to get her to come over and they assumed that she was like maybe an ex-cheerleader and they called her barbie girl and they ended up firing him over those comments and i having been around for a while have heard way worse and i don't believe that the women should be treated like that but i didn't think it was a an offense where he should be fired he did issue an apology uh, but they fired him right on the spot, a guy who has been in the business for, you know, 40 years. Yeah, and that's, you know, this is the thing, and, and again, getting to Secrets of Playboy, which we'll talk about, um, we are really changing as a culture when we have these conversations about what is appropriate workplace behavior. And not only were those guys at work, so was she. And a woman shouldn't be subjected to any, you know, sexual harassment or, you know, which that could be construed as sexual harassment, 
or any kind of abusive language or demeaning language because she's also in her workplace. Just like, you know, when I was in those locker rooms and I was subjected to catcalling or even, you know, hot, you know, hey, hottie, things like that, that was still inappropriate. Now, back then in the 90s, nobody got fired for it. Right. Um, And now I think the pendulum is swinging the other way. I think we'll come to a reasonable place soon because I do think that maybe people are too quick to judge without hearing the entire story. Um, And people can be overly sensitive because women have endured so much. And, and after me too, and times up, women really have pushed back and no, no more of this nonsense. And so there is this, I think we're going to land in a place. um, I'm hoping we're going to land in a place, Mike, where reasonable minds can say, you know, that was inappropriate. Maybe yeah. he should be suspended for 30 days. Maybe he didn't need to be fired. Maybe she, he should have a talking to. Maybe he should have to issue, you know, a public statement to her where she accepts the apology. Um, so there, there can be, you know, I think compromise is a good, you know, word for what can happen instead of people just being so quick to, to get fired. That is a very common sense response. I wish I when it gets to a common sense point for all of us, I think it'll be better. This is uh, Lisa Guerrero. She has the uh, Secrets of Playboy, which is in its final two weeks uh, of episodes on A and E. And I will tell you, I'm very interested in this. I've been to the Playboy Mansion both for uh, private tours and for parties. I know some women who live there. I know. I hear. I read a lot. I read a lot about Hugh Hefner's life. And I read your comments on it uh, about the times that you spent there. And I would just assume that it is exactly what it thought I would. Like, if I'm a young girl going there, I know I'm putting up with Tony Curtis and Hugh Hefner and all these old Hollywood guys just pawing at me the whole time I was there. Not me, maybe. Yeah, and season one, <laughs> not you, of course. Yeah. Um, season one really dealt with that, like the mansion and the kind of organization-wide um, misogyny and really, in some cases, sexual abuse and a drug abuse and, you know, even sexual violence against some of these young women. Um, and so I think season one really focused on that. Season two, this season, really focuses on the women themselves and their experiences in why they posed for the magazine. So what led them to pose, what their experience was like, and more importantly, what the consequences have been in their careers and their personal lives, their marriages, their relationships with their kids, and how society views them. For example, it's always been okay for a man to buy Playboy and to even have Playboy pictures up in a dorm or, you know, if you're in the armed forces, up in your barracks. But it, it is not appropriate for women to pose in Playboy. Why is that? Why do we slut shame the women for posing, but we don't shame the men for buying the product in the first place? which leads to the market for women posing. So this season is really interesting. We get into the nitty-gritty of all of these women's lives. And tonight we're talking about, and this will interest you, former professional athletes and why these women pose and what it did to their careers and lives. It's so freaking fascinating. There's like three huge bombshells in it. I don't want to give them away. Yeah, but I know. And eat tonight at 11 p.m. It's so good. Let me tell you, I don't know if you've come across, but uh, Lynn Austin, who is the original Hooters girl, here in Clearwater, uh, she was also a, a Playboy uh, model, and she had spent some time over in the the house. And she's she was one of those that chose not to go the slutty route while she was there. 
but the stories that she would tell me off the air and the celebrities and athletes that would that would come after her from you know big name superstar and you really it's the decisions that you make after that that I think although although when you tell a big time name person no then all of a sudden you also become a slut and a bad person so it's really no win situation for uh, for women at that point yeah no yeah, women cannot win in that, you know, in that position because just to go there means that you're a bad girl. Just yeah. to go to one of the parties. And so, you know, I think we're really now as a society looking back and saying, is it fair to slut shame these women? You know, I don't think it is. And everybody has very specific reasons why. For example, Ashley Herkel Road, who we talk about tonight, she was a top ranked tennis player. She was the first professional tennis player to pose. But at 14 years old, years before, she was the sole breadwinner for her entire family. Oh. And so she commodified herself like many male athletes commodify themselves, get endorsements, pose nude on ESPN, the magazine, the body issue. Um, and, you know, that's okay. But when she did it, it was a bombshell in the world of professional you know, tennis. So, again, you know, listen to her story because don't just assume that everybody that posed you know, is a slut or is a whore or, you know, they were they were trying to, um, you know, find a rich guy or whatever some of the narratives are. Everybody has a specific reason why they post and they're all different and everybody had a different experience. And so that's kind of the, the, uh, the theme of this year's episode. It's very interesting. Some women, uh, they do it and they become getting slut shamed and then some women use it to propel them into superstardom. It's a, it's a fine line. Watch it on uh, A&E, the final two weeks of The Secrets of Playboy, hosted by Lisa Guerrero. And her book is called Warrior. It is available. I've read a lot of excerpts from it, and I uh, I bet a lot of people would find it very interesting. It's great to talk to you. And again, thank you for defending me against big, fat, stupid John Crook. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Take that, John. <laughs> Have a great day. Oh, okay. I'll See you later. Yeah. Um, I like her. I, I did like her, and I actually got to thank her one time. Um, when the Bucks went to Philadelphia for the uh, NFC Championship game, she was on the sideline next to me, and I just leaned in and I go, "Hey, uh, I just want to tell you, I'm Cowhead." And and she was like, "Oh yeah, I do remember that." I was like, "Cause it was only it was only uh, weeks prior." And mm-hmm. She was like, 